Free Spirit Academy is about the freedom to be fully yourself beyond any trauma that may have been accumulated through our families, religions, education systems, cultural conditioning, and beyond. Our bodies hold our trauma, but they also hold our truth. My name is Randy Moss. I practice eating psychology coaching and somatic experiencing, and I'm grateful that you're here for these talks and conversations. recently of how many posts I almost held back because of just how self-absorbed they sounded. I've talked about how I once couldn't bear the thought of dying without having lost weight and lived in my dream body. I've talked about how my whole world revolved around trying to fix and improve myself. I've talked about the years of obsession with food and healing and becoming my best self, it sometimes feels actually nauseating to show this part of my experience, and you would think I would be used to it after many years of doing it, but I still get this sort of gut gut reaction to, um, to how I could be perceived, and obviously I... I work through it and continue to do it. And after years of work with clients, I know that I I was far from alone in my experience because trauma can make our worlds incredibly small. When life in our bodies is so continuously overwhelming, it's easy to pin all our hopes for a fix on one thing. But as long as we're trying to fix what we perceive to be wrong with us, we're not listening and we're not present in the bodies that we have now, which again, if the bodies we have now feel painful to inhabit, this is totally understandable. Often the first work I do with someone when we're talking about food struggles or a painful body image is just very gentle embodiment. So supporting them in feeling just a little bit safer in their current body There is a time for things like mirror work and even sometimes gentle affirmation. There are all kinds of tools that can be supportive for for transforming our body image, or as I like to say it, reimagining our bodies. But if we're not in our bodies, or if life feels like it's on hold until we're somehow fixed, these tools have a limited use. Whatever state your body takes, whatever transformations that you'll go through, you deserve to feel safe and worthy of love where you are. So during the month of November, the 30-day Free Spirit Academy course, Reimagining the Body, is going to be available, is currently available at 50% off with the coupon code that you can find in the show notes. And today, what you're about to hear is the first Welcome to Reimagining the Body. I am so happy that you're here. This course is for you if you want to feel free in your body. It's for you if you've tried affirmations and they haven't impacted the way that you feel about what you see in the mirror. 
It's for you if you felt like you would finally feel free or finally feel at peace when you've lost weight or when your body has changed in some way. It's for you if you feel awkward or uncomfortable in your skin. It's for you if you feel completely disconnected from your body and maybe you felt like you should love your body to be a good feminist or truly body positive. Or maybe you feel like you can't love your body if you're carrying extra weight because weight means your body is toxic and unhealthy. Maybe you've tried being grateful because your body can do so much. It can walk, it can run, maybe it can give birth. And logically, you know that's amazing, but you just don't feel it. And maybe it feels like loving your body is just one more thing you're doing wrong. Before we get too far in this course, I want to preface this by saying this is the one Free Spirit Academy course where I speak specifically to women, because as far as body image and the current culture, it's a perspective that I understand most intimately. I will often refer to the body in this course as she, rather than it or them, as I do in other courses. There are principles and practices here that could apply to any gender, but you'll hear as we go on that I have definitely designed this one a little bit more specifically. So with that, let's take a moment to slow down and settle in, because so much of this work is going to be about getting into the experience of our bodies. What I found is that the biggest key to body image pain that exists is being in our bodies, embodiment. So feeling and knowing the body from the inside out rather than scrutinizing and controlling the body from the outside in. So to settle in, we're just going to start by feeling any part of your body that's touching a surface. So maybe that's your feet on the floor or legs, hips, back on a couch or chair. And just noticing that contact. And maybe imagining that you can sink down into that surface 2% more. And as you're noticing your body in contact with the surface, just observing what your breathing feels like moving in and out of your nose without trying to change anything, just noticing what it's doing. Noticing if as you breathe, your belly moves or your chest moves or your shoulders move. And then while keeping part of your attention, here on the sensation of your body, I want you to just have a slow look around your space and really activate your eyeballs. Just let your nervous system know that nothing crazy is going on, the room is safe, you're safe enough to take a look around, you're breathing, you're present. And from here, let's get started. And if you're, if you're going to be doing other things, if you're listening and washing the dishes or doing whatever you're doing, see if you can keep some of your attention on your body, what your body's feeling. So I like to think of body image as just the way that we imagine our bodies to be. 
I can recall days where I woke up and looked in the mirror and thought I looked pretty good, only to see myself in a different mirror halfway through the day and felt horrified in the same body. Or days when I felt great and then stepped on the scale only to see a number I didn't like and my world would come crashing down as if I suddenly looked so much different than I thought. It can feel so real that our bodies are unlovable, unattractive, or unworthy of respect as they are, but somebody else could look at our bodies and love what they see, or not think twice about it, or not be into it. Ultimately, body shame is learned, and it can also be unlearned. And truthfully, there was a time when I didn't want to unlearn that shame because it felt as if the shame was the thing that was driving me to become better. But the truth is that we don't grow from shame. We can force and willpower some things into happening, but it is not real, rooted, organic change. Now, as we go about the process of reimagining the body, here's a few areas that we'll be exploring. We're going to be reimagining the body from needing to be a certain way to earn our respect to inherently worthy of our respect. We're going to reimagine the body from object to control to partner to work with. We're going to reimagine the body from being a burden to being a sacred home for our inner world. We're going to reimagine the body from untrustworthy to a trustworthy guide to learn the language of, and we're going to reimagine the body from broken or wrong to actually being on our side. Do I hope that you'll leave this program more able to look in the mirror and like what you see? Yeah, absolutely. And we will center a lot of our practices around that, but know that liking the way that your body looks is not a prerequisite for treating your body with respect. It is also not a prerequisite for feeling free in your body, which is really what I hope most of all. And my hope is that you leave this program not waiting for your body to be something else in order to be fully yourself and fully living your life. Now, I want to share a bit of my background. I became obsessed with this idea of a free spirit because I did not feel free. I felt like I was wrong, my body was wrong, and I was constantly aware of it. So growing up, I remember my dad teasing my mom when her weight went up, and I remember her having Victoria's Secret catalogs and Cosmo magazine, and by the time I was initiated into this world with my own teen magazine, I was already obsessed with this very limited idea of beauty. I was obsessed, but not tortured. I was still a little girl. I was small. I didn't think a lot about it. And it was only when my girl body started to become a woman body that things started to get painful. The first time I noticed my body change, I I think I was in a Macy's. I was in a department store with my mom. I was swimsuit shopping and I was about 12 and I was trying on my first two-piece bathing suit and I looked in the mirror and I remember being just like stomach sinking and so much shame because I had never seen my body like this and my mom was seeing my body and in my mind it was just, I'm getting fat. And 
Of course, the more accurate statement is that my body now held fat in places that it hadn't before. But in my mind, there was this automatic connection of fat on my body equals bad. I was growing up. It was natural. But all I felt was this deep, hot, nauseating shame. And I may have been able to adapt to this, right? Bodies changing is weird. If sometime after I didn't stumble across an email from my mom to my dad, where in all caps, she'd written, Randy is getting fat. And for some context, they were in the middle of a messy divorce and she needed money to buy me clothes. And from my adult perspective, of course, I can understand her panic. But my young body and my young mind that was already so scared went into absolute shutdown. I felt like I couldn't breathe, and my whole life became about changing my body. So through high school, I would diet and juice fast and get up early to run for at least an hour and spend the weekend doing back-to-back workout videos. There was always a milestone. It was, I was going to be perfect by the time that our banquet was here, which was our conservative Christian version of a prom. Or I would lose weight over the summer. One of my favorite TV shows, and I I don't know if anybody remembers this, but it was called The Swan, which was a plastic surgery makeover show. And I also had this very active fantasy life. I was constantly in fantasy since I was a tiny kid. And in hindsight, I can see that I was very sensitive and in a lot of overwhelm. And I never saw myself as sensitive at the time. And I would get super defensive if anybody called me cute or sweet or sensitive or tender or anything like that. But What had happened was that life had felt so overwhelming and so painful and so confusing to me, and this was far beyond the body stuff, that I had just numbed everything I was feeling. And with no body sensation to call home or to rest into, I lived in my mind and I lived in fantasy. And I constantly fantasized about how life would be different and eventually, particularly, how life would be different when my body was different. So... I will never forget, I talk about this one a lot, this one particularly elaborate and dark fantasy where I imagined that I was kidnapped and tortured and it left me completely disfigured and I was unrecognizable and then eventually I was finally rescued and the doctors took pity on me and they gave me plastic surgery and I was totally transformed and I had all of the qualities of all of the celebrities that I admired and of course then I was a celebrity and I was on the cover of People magazine and I was famous and everybody was mesmerized by how beautiful I was. And maybe hearing this, it seems like I was just a dramatic child and a little bit I was, but this feeling stayed with me. And into my adulthood, if you would have asked me what would happen if my body never changed, because I was always trying to change my body, I would have felt an intense despair. Because my life, my hobby was trying to fix myself. Dieting was a hobby. Trying to transform was a hobby. And looking in the mirror every day and analyzing, was was my stomach flatter? And was I glowy? And was I detoxed yet? And was I transforming? And I was very hermity, which is, you know, part just being an introverted person, but also I avoided people and places and so much of life because I was waiting until I was going to be comfortable, until I was my real self, because I felt like 
I couldn't possibly be my real self in this body and with this awkwardness and with these obsessive food habits and this binge eating that was so chronic. And I hid in baggy clothes and I constantly wished that nobody could see me. But there came a point when I started to notice something. I was meeting women who were elder to me women in their 60s and 70s and beyond who still felt the exact way that I felt, who would comment on trying to get this weight off or needing to go on a diet. And it really started to shift something in me. I had spent so much of my life feeling like life didn't work and the way that systems were run and the perspectives people had, it it felt off. And I didn't want to live like I was expected to live and set up my life like I was expected to set up my life. But there was this really big way and I was just, that I was doing it. I was repeating the patterns that I had been taught as this sort of trauma response. And I could see that if I continued this, that if I continued waiting to live until my body was under my control, I would just do it forever because this could clearly happen. And I needed to honor what I wanted, which was to feel free as myself in my skin without making my current skin wrong. So actually making friends with this body and the one who was living in it, me, as I was. And I had spent so long trying to fix what I felt was wrong that I hadn't been able to feel into who I actually was. Right, I thought I could only be my real self when my body was transformed from the inside out. That's when I would really be able to be present and expressed. And my real self had always been there. Always. There were just layers of trauma and misunderstanding keeping me from feeling safe enough to connect with that. So where did all of this come from for any of us? I mean, there's an estimate that women see an average of 500 ads a day and the majority, again, showing us this very limited standard of beauty. And I knew that. I knew about Photoshop and the lighting and the plastic surgery. And I felt like a terrible feminist and person who proclaimed self-love because I just, I didn't really, I couldn't. And it felt like, of course, people should accept and love their bodies, except for me. I somehow felt different. And these messages about what bodies should be, what I should be, I'd been swimming in them since birth, since before birth, really, when I shared a body with my mom, who also swum in a misogynist capitalist world that benefited on her insecurity. But even though I knew what I saw on magazine covers wasn't real, I still wanted it. It had still been baked into me, and the way that I felt overrode what I knew. So this is really important. The way I felt overrode what I knew. So this isn't a course filled with information meant to convince you that respecting your body or loving your body is somehow better. My experience has been that diving deep into the history of beauty standards and the way that business profits off of our fear and dissatisfaction with ourselves is great, important, and also limited. What I tend to see is that it it can tend to shift us from hating our bodies to just kind of being apathetic about our bodies, which is different from being neutral 
Neutral is also fabulous. It can shift us from obsession over our bodies to just eh, not caring at all, just shutting that all off, trying to ignore that part of ourself, or at least right stuffing down the part of us that cares and never truly letting that part heal. Stuffing down the part of us that hurts and desires without ever actually learning about them. So in this course, we'll touch on bits of information that give us context for why we no longer need to shame our bodies, never needed to shame our bodies. But ultimately, this is about an experience. So it's much easier to respect a body that we feel connected to. And not only that, we can't truly heal a painful relationship with food, if that's a priority for you, until we've made peace with our bodies. Because as long as we're disapproving of and or trying to change the body, we can't listen. Subtly or overtly, we'll be making choices based on changing the way that we look. And we're going to be running a constant low or high level stress response which makes it hard to listen, even if we're trying. Rather than using intuition and lived experience to inform how we eat, there'll always be some level of good and bad judgment around foods. Foods that either equate to, this will make me lose weight, or this will make me better, or this will make me gain weight. There's a big difference between eating to feel good from a place of self-respect And controlling what goes into our mouth so we can control what we look like so that we can love ourselves. But with that, of course, it's not easy to just flip a switch and suddenly feel loving towards our bodies. Um, Many of us have made a literal practice of judging what we see in the mirror, and it's going to take actual practice to make our inner world safe again. Consistent, steady practice. The body positive movement states that all people deserve to have a positive body image, regardless of how society and popular culture view ideal shape, size, and appearance. And I absolutely agree. And I also add to this the trust that everything the body does has positive intent. The body is doing the best with what she's got and what she's been through, and that doesn't mean it always feels good but that it's information for us, it's a messenger for us to bring us closer to how our body and life and reality actually work. For me, reimagining the body isn't just embracing cellulite or bellies or liking what we look like every single day. We start by reimagining the body from object that needs to earn respect to being that is inherently worthy of respect. And in that, we approach respect respect as an action. And that's going to form the, remaining, the remainder of the course. So over the following four weeks, we'll be addressing body respect as, one, respecting the part of you that's not able to love your body, the part of you that wants change so desperately, the part of you that cringes when they look in the mirror, that part of us needing our love and respect. Two, treating your body with respect, whether you feel it that day or not. Three, respecting the experience in your body rather than just thinking about your body. And four, respecting your body as partner rather than object. 
reimagining our bodies won't be one of those ideal body manifestation techniques where you picture yourself at a certain size or look or in a certain life. It's about learning what it means to embody how you want to feel. So imagining a life where you get to be you more and more of the time without feeling like your body is in the way. In fact, feeling more and more like your body supports that desire. So this week, what I'm going to ask of you is use the mirror as little as possible. I don't know how it is for you right now, but there was a time when everything I did sent me to the mirror. If I had too much salt or I'd perceived that I'd overeaten the night before, I would be in the mirror the next morning analyzing how puffy I was and making a plan to fix it. And every time I passed a window, I'd suck in my stomach because I couldn't bear to see what was just there. And I had no idea how my body felt because I was too concerned with how it looked. I don't want you to avoid the mirror forever. We're not here for apathy or to deny any desire to feel attractive or to play with style or anything like that. This is just a temporary initiation and invitation into your body. So use the mirror for what you need it for. Makeup if you wear it or whatever else you need your reflection to support, but no lingering, no analyzing of your body or face or skin, no glancing at yourself in a window reflection, Rest into your body this week and feel more into what feels good. How your body wants to move, when she needs breaks, what feels good to eat. Begin letting your body know that what you want is to know her and that you're on her side. You don't have to dive into a deep love fest of over-the-top affirmations. Just let your body know you're on her side. We're going to stay in this minimal mirror space for about a week. And that's the first practice. There will be some uh, more concrete practices and journaling before the next audio. And I will talk to you then. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more updates on courses, classes, one-on-one mentorships, and more, go to randymoss.com, R-A-N-D-E-M-O-S-S.com. And thank you so much for listening.